0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Young and Anointed podcast. This is a place for deep conversations about mindset, stewardship, and the development of a relentless pursuit of your passions. This podcast is a Sky Media production, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to the Young and Anointed podcast. So glad you decided to join today. On this Tuesday, we have a very special guest. (laughs) It's good old Queen K. What up?
1: Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Whenever you decide to listen to this, as he mentioned, my name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. So happy to be here as a special guest. Whatever. I'm back, y'all. I'm back.
0: So today we've got, so this I I was reading, right? I was reading through um, the good old Bible and I was thinking earlier this week, I'm like, there's a lot of verses in here that I think apply to a lot of people in a lot of different situations. Actually, I think all of these verses apply to everybody in every situation that they could possibly have on this planet. So yeah. But I think there's a lot of things, a lot of verses that can be misinterpreted. Okay. And they're also like a lot of stuff that happens or that you read in here and you don't fully understand it because there's a lot of parables and everything. So I just wanted to break down a couple of our, our favorite verses of Proverbs, Proverbs specifically, and we wanted to make it plain. So this episode is making it plain. The Proverbs edition. Okay. So we're not gonna go through the whole book of proverbs just yet right (laughs) we're just going over the first couple because you know when you're reading through it and then you're trying to you know decipher stuff and you're really meditating on it you it would take too long to get through the entire thing and if we did try to get through the entire thing in one episode we're missing way too much so we're making it plain proverbs edition part one. Thank you for tuning in. So let's let, let's first off some background. So Proverbs is one of the books of wisdom. Okay, there's Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and then there's Job. And they these three make up a full united. Uh, sorry, a full united um, base of information, knowledge, wisdom. So if you read all three of them together, You pretty much know right from wrong, you pretty much know where to go and where you shouldn't go. It's lessons learned from the past past people's stuff that they've messed up on or that they did well that was put into these book, to this book, and for us to know now bars just bars on top of bars. If you've ever read Proverbs at all, you know that they just have these one liners that just hit hella quotable. Everything is like you can tweet the whole book of Proverbs. So it's for it's for like, you know, Proverbs, and also uh, one thing that I do want to mention is like, you might read Proverbs and you're like, okay, it'll say something like, okay, you'll do this and you'll live a long life. Um, but then you might look up and say, okay, that person was doing that. And they died. Mm. Mm. So what's wrong? Like, is, is God lying? Is the Bible just all fake phony? Look, listen, you didn't read the rest of it. <laughs> Look, the uh books of the, the verses in Proverbs are not like uh most of them are not law. Okay, so it's not just like you do this and this is what will happen every single time. That's law. Okay. That's like um they use the example of gravity, right? You you know that if you jump off of something, off of say a building, you go down. That's gravity. It's going to happen every single time you do it. Yes. Um, there's, the, there's the, you're going to reap what you sow. That's gonna, that's, that's a that's an actual law in the Bible. It says this is going to happen every single time until there is no more heaven and earth. Okay. These are laws, but there's other things in here, like uh, the book, like the one of the verses in Proverbs that it'll say, you know, you do something and then this will happen or this is supposed to happen. And that, you know, that's how it works. But when you read all of them together you realize that there's a lot of more, a lot more things that are at work if you read proverbs you feel good you read ecclesiastes you might feel bad <laughs> try it i promise it'll be it'll be <laughs> worth the time so let's go ahead and just jump into it okay so um first verse that i wanted to highlight uh well i really wanted to just here let me just read the first part let me just read the first part one through four proverbs one through four and then i'm gonna stop at four okay four is the highlight the proverbs of solomon son of david king of israel oh yeah by the way i can read yep Big to me. Uh, for gaining wisdom and instruction for understanding words of insight for receiving instruction in prudent behavior doing what is right and just and fair for giving prudence to those who are simple knowledge and discretion to the young so For giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. So let's stop at that first line, giving prudence. What is prudence? What does that mean? To be prudent, okay, comes from prudence, comes from prudent, okay? So prudent is acting with or showing care and thought for the future. So the simple. Let's go ahead and break that down as well. The Hebrew word for simple uh, means a, per, a person who is gullible, without moral direction, or inclined to evil. So mm. Let's say um, a prudent person is someone who's going to think about what they do and where they want to go. Let's say a simple person is just going with the flow. Okay. And then we got knowledge and discretion to the young. So, young person who might be simple, might be one who's just doing whatever, right, they are doing whatever they feel like doing at that time, uh, they might just be going with any seemingly good idea, no real concrete foundation in what they should be doing, where they should be going or how they should be acting. Um, but the knowledge can be given to them through the verses in inside of Proverbs, um, the prudent, giving prudence, This is supposed to help the young people to be a little bit wiser beyond their years. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The the Proverbs, the books, the, the verses in Proverbs are to help the young people to be more prudent because young people, we assume that they have more years ahead of them. So this is supposed to help us to be more knowledgeable about what we should do so that we can be going in the right direction. When I heard that originally, okay, I'm like, oh, easy money. <laughs> I'm gonna read Proverbs. So I think actually, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Proverbs, I'm pretty sure, is the first book of the Bible that I ever read. Simply off of that fact. <laughs> I skipped Genesis. I skipped, I went straight to Proverbs. They said, You can you can know something? Oh, I would love to know something. So I went to Proverbs and I just started reading. And then I, and I got to, I got to four. I got to verse four and I'm like, okay, bet. Let's keep going.
1: This is news to me.
0: (laughs) The first book I have read in the Bible, my grandma didn't even believe me when I said it. She was like, "Uh, you need to be reading Proverbs. And I'm like, I did. She's like, no, you didn't read Proverbs. (laughs) like, whoa, (laughs) wow. (laughs) But I'll read it again anyways. But yeah, so, and you got to understand, like, the, the, the books just in this verse, I mean, the, the verses just in this book are ridiculous, it's pretty, it's, it, it makes the picture pretty much black and white, like, if you come to a lot of situations where uh, you're like, oh, okay, I don't know if I should do this, or this, or this is, they both kind of seem, uh, I don't know, proverbs pretty much makes it so okay now this is dumb okay and this is not dumb <laughs> and that's how we want it to be that's how we really want it to be because if you got all this this middle ground then you're more likely to what do the, do the wrong thing so proverbs makes it plain proverbs makes it plain and we're about to make it even more plain today
1: very nice very nice I did not know Proverbs was the first book you ever read. So when you say, like, it's the first book, like, when you first heard of the Bible, you were like, I'm going to go read Proverbs because someone said I can find wisdom. So I'm going to go read it. That's it? That, that was your logic?
0: I read the first, probably, I read, um like, the first chapter of, probably the first couple of chapters of Genesis. And I'm like, this book is too long. All right. so and then I,
1: <laughs> It's <laughs> pretty long. It's pretty long. Got you, got you. Okay, okay, okay. Oof. Okay, so what was really cool about diving into proverbs specifically, and what we're doing right now, making it simple and plain, um, I borrowed a couple of tidbits from like how Martel reads the Bible because I, I feel like I when I approach the text, um, I only recently started praying before I approached the text. Um, because like, I felt like, oh, like if I read it, I won't be misguided, but I, ha- I have to pray for discernment because with the way that my brain is, I will read it and like take off in a different direction, try to read in between the text when like, that's not what the Bible wants you to do. Um, so as I was reading a couple of things that stood out to me, I picked four verses that so are gonna bounce back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. So Martel, feel free to stop me if like at any point I'm like not making any sense because I definitely took these verses and ran with them. So I kind of have four verses that I picked and then one for honorable mention. And it's in honorable mention because I was like, I don't know how to break this down to where I can talk about it for less than 10 minutes. So we're going to skip over that one (laughs) and I'm going to meditate more on it, but it's still an honorable mention. But the first one that I really want to talk about, um, let's see, number one for me, Let's see. Number one for me was Proverbs chapter one, verse 33. But whoever listens to me will live securely and be undisturbed by the dread of danger. And I'm reading from um, the Christian standard Bible version. Um, And while I was reading, I also took a look at other versions. So as I'm, since I'm already a college student, it wasn't hard for me to like, you know, go to look at other versions for deeper interpretation. Um, But for this one, I read this pretty pretty strongly as a promise. And what I've been doing recently a lot in the Bible is looking for promises from God. And that's been really helping me in my journey as far as like, okay, like what did God promise? And in the context of this one, I pulled out from this one, I interpreted this as a promise that you, whoever reads this will not be disturbed, but that doesn't mean danger will not come. And I think we always fall into like these promises. We fall into this trap of like thinking that God's promises protects us from everything when that's not true. It's protecting us from suffering and helping us understand that the true thing that God wants us to take out is what he's working into you through the turmoil that you go through. So the promise in this one that I pulled from it was that you will be undisturbed by the dread of danger. It doesn't say you will not be disturbed by danger. It doesn't say that you are impervious to suffering or that danger is not going to ever come your way. So that was really important for me to read because it was it was just so prevalent to me. Like now, like I'm going through a lot of things and it feels like I'm in a season of suffering and it's like, no, I just have to change my posture to be able to carry it better because God did promise that if you listen to him, you will be undisturbed by the dread of danger. So that was really deep to me. Um, Yeah, and then another point that I pulled from this one is that peace of mind will is fine by those who listen, only by those who listen. That's why it says but. (laughs) And I really enjoy grammar and like looking at the placement of like commas and like the ending of a sentence. And specifically with this one, it starts off a sentence with but. And if you went to school at all, we were told to never start a sentence with but. However. right here where it says, but whoever listens to me will live securely. That's a promise. That is a promise.
0: Simple and, plain.
1: simple and plain, simple and plain. So I really, I just really, really enjoyed that one just because like, it was really, it was really prevalent to me because I'm like, okay, like, what did God promise? Like, what am I pouring into? Why am I not seeing the things? Why am I, why do I not have as sensitive of a sensitivity to lessons in the, in the pain. And it's because I forgot that God never, ever said, he never said that I would not go through anything with being a Christian. I didn't believe it in church when they used to say this, when they'd be like, oh, like, you know, with a Christian, it seems like, you know, everything gets worse. It's like, oh no, it's true. Because you start to think that God is supposed to protect you from all these things. It's like, no, 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 no. He said, he promised that I'd be with you and specifically in this text, you will not be you will you will be undisturbed by the dread. Okay, simple and plain.
0: That was so my first one. I definitely because I I actually highlighted that same one. I put my um the the verses and the Bible that I that are like um like I color code them the ones that I put red are the ones that I'm like okay stay away from this or this is something that you got to make sure not to do mm. and then green is like go like definitely keep this in the toolbox meditate and then and act on it immediately mm-hmm. so like i put i highlighted that same verse but i also put in red the one right before it it says uh, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them and the complacency of fools will mm-hmm. destroy them mm-hmm in proverbs you got like the the ying and the yang mm-hmm. like right before right before what you just said it's like look you do this you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> but you can do this instead mm-hmm. I love how it does that but so let's so for the waywardness of the simple will kill them mm-hmm. now i like we already broke down what the simple is a person who is gullible without moral direction and inclined to evil so the waywardness of that person mm-hmm. is gonna kill them. so they're going to do stuff they're not they're not really discerning they're gullible they can be swayed in any direction mm-hmm. and they're just going and doing whatever right mm-hmm. that is going to kill them <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and then the complacency of fool will destroy them so i also went and broke down complacency Complacency is a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with one's self or one's achievement. And I'm like, okay, that's dope. Let's go ahead and break down smug. I don't want to. I don't want to leave anything up <laughs> for discussion here. <laughs> smug, having or showing an excessive pride in one's self or one's achievement. Mm-hmm. So you smug, right? You mm-hmm. you're complacent. You smug. That means. You got you, you done did something, right? You done did something But you just feel like it's oh, <laughs> <tough> now <laughs> I'm hella dope, I'm smart, I'm wise, I'm killing the game. Can't nobody touch me, right? And I, that, it also says the complacency of fools will destroy them. So, like, I done did something that I feel like is so important that makes me so important that uh, I don't need to be worrying about anything else. I don't need mm. to stay on the grind. I don't need to be continuing to read the Bible. Why would I do that? I've, mm-hmm. I've already done it. Like my achievements make me special. So forget everything else. I am it. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't believe in nothing. else. believe in me because I can do something. Mm-hmm. That that complacency right there is going to destroy that person. Literally, mm. it says it. It says it. First, the, the first person, the simple person is going to die. They're going to be killed. And then the fool that is complacent uh, Mm. is going to be destroyed. (laughs) Mm. And then you go to the next. But. But. Whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. So the first first two people are going to die and be destroyed. They're going to be killed and destroyed. Mm -hmm. But listen to me. Listen to me. And you'll be in safety you'll be able to live without fear. doesn't mean stuff isn't gonna happen, like you mm-hmm. said, yep. but you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to live in fear of it. And I love I love how, how it did those, those two things right there. Like, look, you can be this way and it's not gonna go well, mm-hmm. but there's a way out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what that next verse provided right there. Mm-hmm. So verse two, actually, no, for a second. Everything now you said, there was one point as you said, you said church people or you get to a church and they say that everything is going to get worse. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're saying. But could you just elaborate on it a little bit?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, being a Christian and a faithful follower of Christ is not easy. And in church, they emphasize the importance of understanding the decision that you're making is not a final decision. It is, it is a commitment to living out a life that is pleasing in the sight of God. And in doing that, you're going to run into a lot of situations where it feels like God is cheating you. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute, God, like I was saved. Like, um, And the doctrine that I believe in, like um, we believe that baptism is critical for um, salvation. And a lot of people feel like, you know, after you're baptized, it gets better. Like you're great, you're saved. Like that's it. Like you can never, ever be upset with God. Like you're not going to have any arguments with God. Like you and God is going to be on the same page now that you've been baptized. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. If anything... It gives you additional insight to understand why why God ensures that we have free will, and it's going to make you question a lot of things because now that you made a commitment to being a Christian and living living a life um, uh, after Christ, that means you have to study like Him, and you're going to run into a lot of things where it's like, you know, I don't I don't agree with this. Like, I know you said I'm impervious to uh, to suffering, but for how long, like, I don't get it. There are going to be a lot of hard conversations like where you just have to wait for God to, not wait for God to show up. I hate when people say this, and I've been trying to stop saying this. It's not like you have to wait for God to show up. You have to change your mindset to understand that you've been working with God the whole time. Like where, and a lot of people, and there's another promise um, throughout the Bible consistently about God saying that he will never forsake us, but it's us who forsakes him. God doesn't go anywhere. He made a promise and a commitment that he would not go anywhere. It's us who who strays in thought, strays in action, strays, strays in obedience. So when I say like people in church will say like, it gets harder. It gets harder because like, as you're learning this knowledge, you have to apply it. <laughs> and when you don't apply it and it comes back to bite you and you're you're reading about yourself because we're individuality is a thing but we're all the same we're all human we're all piles of dust and <laughs> you are going to read about yourself in the text and be like dang he's talking about me that's tough that's really tough it's like it's like looking in a mirror and like as i was reading this I had to take a step back and be like, okay, like, what does this mean for me? What does this mean in my life? How is this applicable to me? Um, and it takes work to massage through the text sometimes. Um, and I've, I haven't, i have sometimes I overcomplicate it, but it's a lot more simpler, like we're doing the episodes today. It's a lot more simpler um, than we make it out to be sometimes. Sometimes you do need to do some extra digging. But in, in some of these, it's just like. There it
0: is. <laughs>
1: do this don't do this okay do this don't do this all right do this and you're gonna die do oh, this okay. <laughs> pretty simple yeah so that's kind of what i mean did that answer your question
0: yes ma'am i one love one. like that point that you were talking about um everything one isn't gonna be isn't gonna it's not it's not easy street just as soon as you you get saved right you go you get baptized it's just all right, now I can just not worry about anything ever because I'm all good. <laughs> and those questions that you come up with those those new questions, right? It's like there's those because there's there's those questions that people always like to bring up. and I had this one religion class um, last year. Ooh. And it makes you it makes you really start to think about things and then you start to ask those tough questions. those tough questions like, why do bad things happen to good people right if god is here why is there hurricanes uh mass incarceration why are people dying and getting killed all over Mm -hmm. every single day Mm -hmm. and then you might read you might read proverbs and think okay so like the bad people are supposed to die the good people are supposed to live a long life um but what is going on here like i said there's 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 a lot more to the picture to the to the full picture here yeah. Proverbs, a piece of it Proverbs was going to steer you in the right direction but it is not the whole picture so like you get to job and then you get a little bit more understanding you get you get to see like okay there was a guy who was doing things that was right right he was the guy who he was faithful but bad stuff happened to him god literally came and talked to the man if you haven't read Job? i I advise you to go go over there and give it a read because you, you think about, like, okay, why, does, why do bad things happen to good people? my uh, This past Sunday, actually, or two days ago, um, pastor, she was talking about a situation where she had two, she had twins. She was carrying twins in her stomach. And this was, like, the, maybe it was the third time that she was pregnant and she has lost she's lost her kids over and over again and so she had twins and you know they were of course they were super excited Like we had twins getting everything set up ready because we got two beautiful children coming into the world and she was doing everything that she that she perceived as right at the time so like everything was going everything was going exactly how she how the bible says it should be going like she was like okay i'm doing this She was doing those those green highlights and not the red highlights. And she felt like, okay, this should go right. And then she lost them. Both twins gone. She could not have the kids, they died. And then she went into this place where she didn't know what to do. Because like, of course, her whole family, and this is a this is a big church, Her whole family, um, are saved, sanctified, faithful people. And she was living by faith up to that point. And she's like, okay, I lost my kids. Um, So something is off. Like there is a glitch in the matrix here because there is no way I should be losing my kids like this. (laughs) Like uh, I haven't done like no crazy stuff. And then it started to sound a lot like what Job was going through. And then she was telling us the other day that she got to um her her um her dad is the senior pastor of the church word of faith and he was like look i know you're going through a lot but you still you still preaching this sunday and of course she she's not she don't want to hear that she don't want to hear that at all because she like I don't want to how can I be preaching this thing when right now I'm I'm wavering because I just lost my kids right and so but she got up and then she 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 said she did the 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 sermon that day or on that Sunday that was that came up and she cried three times during the sermon of course and but afterwards she felt a tremendous amount of peace because I don't believe that we can we can't we can't see the big the full picture the way that it is we can't see how everything works together not so at all we got to realize that our life 80, 90, maybe you live longer than that. Our our years on this planet Arjun, are so small, and eternity is a lot longer than that. So, like, what we do here might just play a part in what's supposed to happen in the years to follow or on the years that we're on this earth, but our real place is supposed to be an eternity. Like, we're here for a time to go, and we're going somewhere else and we're going to be there for a lot longer than we are here. So the time span of the earth, right? Every single person and how every person works together to make up this this full completed picture. So it's like saying this eye, right? This this very if we if we have, if we zoom in like incredibly close, the very the one small piece of paint is my life, right? But me doing what I'm supposed to do or me just living the life that I'm supposed to live, right? Puts the color right there in that spot. I can't see this. <laughs> I can't see this completed picture. So I'm like, go, I'm going through something right here. I'm like, it's all white around me, and I can't, I don't understand why things are going wrong. I'm doing this and this right, and this. I just don't understand I, you know and all that good stuff, right? But I don't see this. I don't see how it makes this beautiful picture right here. I can't understand that because I can't see it, right? I can't, I can't zoom, I can't zoom out on life and see how every person plays a part in making the big picture. And it's not for me to understand. There's no way that I'm gonna understand it. But I know I need to play my role. So if something happens, I can't just be woe is me, I'm gonna give up and just forget about everything. No, 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 no she said, after that sermon that she gave, she said, she, the grief was gone. And then she, she knew that what she should be doing. Uh, she, she went back to this one statement, it was God loves me. And I love God. God wants us to give no matter what she gave this sermon throughout whatever, throughout everything that was going on in her life. She gave this sermon to these people. And I'm sure that it hit everybody since she was in a unique situation. I'm sure that it hit somebody in a way that they needed to be hit on that very day. And somebody's life. although she won't know it, she might not ever find out about it. She could but she might not ever find out about it. But that sermon might have played a humongous part in somebody else's life. And like we've said before, the big picture for us isn't all about us. Like your purpose doesn't just involve you. If you think that everything that you do is about you, you're selfish and you need to stop thinking like that. And you're thinking too small. What we do is supposed to affect the world. Understand that and then get through whatever you're trying to go through. (laughs) For real. So I just wanted to highlight that for a second. But the next... oh, let's let it breathe. (laughs) Let's let it breathe. (laughs)
1: woo, woo. <laughs> uh.
0: so chapter two <laughs> chapter two um moral benefits of wisdom at the top you know they are well mine they give like the uh i guess a title for the for the chapter moral benefits of wisdom that's the that's the beginning of chapter two okay um and then the first highlight i got comes down to chapter or verse six for the lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding he holds success in store for the upright he is a shield to those whose walk is blameless for he guides the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones yeah that's six through eight. um and I think those are that's one of those that is, that's just plain. It's like, look, for the Lord gives wisdom, boom. Uh, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. What comes from his mouth? Words. Words come from his mouth. So the word of God. What's the word of God? The Bible's the word of God, okay? So you read the Bible, you get God's word, you get knowledge, you get wisdom, understanding. <laughs> he holds success in store for the upright. So who's the upright? The people who are, as we just... Just saw in proverbs there's the there's the good there's the bad there's the red highlighted verses there's the green highlighted verses so if you're upright you're probably going by the green highlighted verses all right success for the upright so you're doing the things that it says will map out to a good outcome the upright he is a shield to those whose walk is blameless okay so if i'm if i if i if i you know shift on to the side of evil it also says there are things that are specifically evil. Like it'll say, boom, boom, boom is evil, right? It'll tell it'll tell you exactly what the evil person is doing. Yeah. So like, if I am not doing that, then I can be blameless, blameless. And then we can move down, for he guards the course of the just. So the just and the upright is the same group, same group of people, okay? Just, upright and he guards their course. So I'm I'm living I'm living life right. Right as in like I'm I'm following the green verses. I'm following what it says to do. So he's going to guard my course. All things work together for the good of those that love God. Okay? Mm-hmm. That that if I'm if I'm staying if I'm staying by that, right, and I'm and I'm doing what I need to or what I need to be doing and what I should be doing, then my course is good. I know that I don't need to look to the right to the left. I don't need to look up down. I don't need to, I definitely don't need to look back. Because my course is good. I'm gonna be good if I just stay in my lane. And protects the way of his faithful ones. So the people who are the just and upright, but they're also being faithful as in, they're gonna stay on this path. They're not moving a little bit, stopping, going to get in a snack, hanging with so and so going across the street doing this smoking that drinking this going over there <laughs> i'm talking i'm talking they they staying on the path they're like okay I'm, I'm staying i'm gonna go i'm gonna stay right here i'm gonna stay right here with it okay it says i'm gonna protect that way i'm gonna protect that way because when you get over there it, and one thing i will really want to mention is when you get off of that lane. sometimes if you stay out of there long enough it'll be harder to see where the right lane was. Uh Uh-oh, so you you moved off the path, you're hanging with so-and-so and and whoever, doing whatever and and who knows what, and now you can't even see where the path was that was gonna get you to the right place. You're lost, and we call those the lost. That's also in here. Funny how these things work. So it's like, yeah, you you don't want to be one of the lost people because the thing about being lost is, you know, it's hard to find the right direction. I don't know if you've ever been driving somewhere and uh, didn't know <laughs> where you were going. Say so your phone died. You were you were following the GPS, right? Uh, you're in this uncharted territory. You've never been in this area, and your phone dies <laughs> now, and you don't know what that next five directions were tragic 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 you in a new place and you don't know how to get to the destination it gets tough okay you gotta really pull on your resources at that point and trust me i've been lost before (laughs) and it is not a fun experience you end up driving a lot of circles okay a lot of circles and you get farther away from the destination sometimes so we don't want to be in that lost situation so that's just a breakdown of eight through six or six through eight and uh you know that i don't think you can put it plainer than that (laughs) (laughs) oh man i don't i really don't think we're going to get to where i wanted to get to but it's all right karen (laughs) goodness gracious
1: um let's see i think I think i'm gonna dive into that honorable mention that i said so they said about let's see what time are we at yeah okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm going off script here martel so proverbs chapter three (laughs) proverbs chapter three um verse seven through eight um this is coming from the christian standard bible again don't be wise in your own eyes fear the lord and turn away from evil this will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. So, this one spoke to me specifically, just because um, there was actually a sermon that I went to your church at Martell that one time that I visited, and um, a lot of verses were being talked about in the sense of like you know disease and health and wellness um, and what that looks like and how your since your spirit resides in your body and your spirit dictates like you know your emotion and your perception of things and your mind and your clarity. Um it can also be mimicked in your body. And I, Karen Hubbard, am blessed with a <laughs> blessed with a body that um will always tell me when something is wrong in the sense that um my health is a direct apparatus of my spiritual health. So my physical health and my spiritual health are one and the same. So if there is a blockage in my heart, there is a blockage (laughs) somewhere in my body. And in the sense that uh, when we talk about um, evil kind of being able to like impact your ability to, to heal and strengthen, choosing wisdom that's not in your own, choosing wisdom in your own eyes leads to suffering. And I was having a hard time like figuring out like how to like unpack this, but it talks about disease throughout the Bible. But this also kind of led me to disease in the mind and how if you continue to lean in your own understanding and not seek outward help um, to express, express your inward faith, it's going to lead to suffering. And just something that I really gathered from this text here, this one, this one sent me off the cliff. So like one of the, when I was telling you beforehand that like my brain was everywhere, this one, I was off the cliff. I was gone off the rails. I was like, okay, this one is, this one is definitely a lot for me personally. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think I've said this before to Martell. That pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional and how you choose to perceive a situation based on the wisdom and understanding that you have is going to dictate your response in your relationship with Christ. And this kind of just helped me think about like, okay, like when you're making decisions and you choose to turn away from evil, that decision comes from your heart. And regarding the spiritual heart, there are four components. um, And I learned this from a sermon. Um, Was outside of Proverbs, but it still talks about the spiritual heart, which I wanted to get into. And the four components of the spiritual heart are intellect, emotion, consciousness, and will. And something that I was really gravitating towards specifically with this verse personally is will. And will is kept alive through constant connection. And through this text, when it talks about, don't be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil, because evil ultimately leads to death. We've seen that in Proverbs, that's what they're telling us. If you do these things, you will die. And I I personally didn't take, you know, the other connotations in the text, like when it says like, you know, if you do this, you will die. I don't think it's saying you will die on the spot, but it's going to lead down a path of death and destruction, which ends in death and death is separation. And In this sense, when it was talking about like, you know, turning away from evil being healing to the body, when you are submerged in evil, you are submerged in death. And death, death being separation, you are being separated from your creator. And that creates confusion, that creates unhealthy fear, that creates, oh my gosh, worrying, suffering, and you're you're content, you're just exacerbating the situation that can be solved by just. Turning away. Just turn away. Evil is always there. Like evil is always afoot. It's always there. But if you choose to meditate in it, um, it will do the opposite of healing and strengthening. So this one was really, really deep for me. And I think I did a good job of like summarizing what it was for me. Um, but I really wanted to get into that one just because like I had a personal connection with it as far as like, when you're when you at least for me, when I'm stressed, it manifests in my body. And if you think about stress, like stress, excuse me, we've definitely antagonized it. And if you can train your mind and train your will and train your desire, train your spiritual heart, intellect, emotion, consciousness, and will to be able to respond to stress differently, you've already won the battle because you have God on your side and you're acknowledging God is on your side and you're working with him and not against him in the situation. Ooh, okay. I think I would stop there before I get too deep.
0: No, that was good. That was good stuff. I now, Karen, I really.
1: What? Because,
0: <laughs> like, I know. I there's three. Three is loaded. Three is loaded. With, three okay. is loaded. Okay, and um, we gonna have to definitely come back to to this um but no yeah you definitely hit it hit on the the key points in that bad boy right there do not be wise in your own eyes fear the lord and shun evil. i think being wise in your own in your own eyes also gets into that realm of complacency mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier it's like okay you you might have done something right that or you learned something that makes you think that you just all that in a bag of chips now you're mm-hmm. concerned about anything else you don't need to discern any other message you don't need to keep studying you don't need to be uh continuously learning anything else because you've done you you good right you get getting that spot where you think you're good um fear the lord and shun evil it does say also in one you know the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom okay and so like if you if you can't if you get if you can't get past that and you really can't you know <laughs> you can't really get to the next spot cuz that's spot A you got to get to A before you get to B and so when we talk about fear of the lord for those that doesn't that don't know it's like a, a deep reverence like a respect it's like, mm-hmm. like i i respect your position and i i i got somewhat of an understanding of where you stand on things and and where you stand in terms of existence so i'm going to respect that i'm going to listen to what you have to say and i'm going to follow it because you know more than me i am not god you are so i'm gonna respect what you said and i'm going to follow it fear the lord and shun evil now we talk about shun evil it's like uh, no (laughs) stop (laughs) no evil (laughs) <laughs> shun it get away from it stay on evil stay over there okay you see what i'm saying shun evil but yeah health to your bone i felt i knew you were gonna highlight that one actually when i read it I'm aaron's gonna pick this of course <laughs> <laughs> but i'm happy you did and, I'm, and i think you did a good job of explaining it too um the next one right after that, I actually highlighted the verse the verse before it and before two it, verses and after it. it. So like number or verse 19, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all of your crops, then your barns will be filled with overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I, again, Proverbs has bars bars on top of bars honor the lord with your wealth so it, it also says in, in another and in another book it talks about like will a man rob god it's like oh yeah he, you can rob god in, in your tithes and offering if everything belongs if he created everything and everything belongs to him then nothing really you don't have actual ownership over anything you don't have real ownership over your body you don't have real ownership over the wealth that you accumulate. No, it's really his and he's loaning it to you while you're here for a minute, okay? So honor the Lord with your wealth. So are you giving that tithe and offering? Are you giving back? Are you, are you making sure that that stays in circulation to the people who need it? Are you making sure that those people are provided for with what you have in whatever way that you can? It doesn't say like, oh, it doesn't say the rich people, honor the Lord with your wealth. The really influential people on Forbes, honor the Lord with your wealth. (laughs) If you have a billion dollars plus, honor the Lord with your wealth. It doesn't say that. It just says honor the Lord with your wealth. So that that talks about you, me, Karen, uh, and everybody else, literally. So (laughs) don't try to exclude yourself or include somebody else just because they might have a little bit more and you might not have as much as them because it talks about everybody in that one. and then with the first fruits of your crop, so that means you get it you get it you give it and then you get the rest of it oh wait a minute i might be a rapper um you get it you give it and then you take home the rest of it okay the first fruits, so I get something in. Okay, so now I need to figure out, okay, what is, what do I, how can I honor the Lord with my wealth now? I just got some in, so how can I honor the Lord with it right now, the first fruits of it? Not after I do this, after I get these shoes, after I pay this bill, let's get the first of it taken care of because it's not mine in the first place. It doesn't, it's not all mine in the first place. And if we talk about what God has to say about us and what God has to say about life, we are united. He's talking about how you and how you affect everybody else. So you need to go ahead and honor God with that wealth, make sure it keeps on circulating, and then you can go ahead and make sure that you do what you need to do with it after that. look, there was a one of in one of the Bible plans, there was a guy. i I put this on Facebook. I cannot think of the guy's name. he was like, I give because I have." I have because I give. Therefore, I'll always be blessed. You gotta understand that if, if you if you are being if you're honoring God with your wealth, then you don't need to worry about um, what's happening or what's going to happen, because God's got you taken care of. And the verses that we've already talked about, it says He's gonna keep you safe. Don't stay away from this. Stay away from. Don't get killed and don't be destroyed by doing these things. Uh, follow what I'm saying right here, right now. And you'll be good to go you can you can depend on me because i'm not gonna forsake you i'm not i'm not going anywhere i'm going to be the same today as i was yesterday a hundred years ago a thousand years ago and i'm going to be the same a thousand years and a hundred million years from now i am not changing so we just gotta lean into that and it's like i give because i have i have because i give Therefore, I'll always be blessed. I'm not concerned about what's happening. I'm just going to make sure that I give first because the next verse says, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I'm good. <laughs> the uh, It says the uh, the birds, the birds don't worry about what they're going to wear, what they're going to eat. The, the plants don't worry about what they're going to wear, eat, what they're going to do, where they're going to live. No. And if he's gonna take care of those, he's gonna take care of the animals, then why wouldn't he take care of you? The most precious thing on this planet. And I mean, flat out, honor the Lord with your wealth, make sure you give, make sure you understand that you are, not make sure you're trying not to be complacent, make sure you're not so prideful, so into yourself, so into what you've been able to Uh, do on this earth and then for neglecting the fact that it wasn't you that made you in the first place and what you have and what you're able to do isn't because you created you it's because god gave it to you and the wealth that you might have accumulated might be cool and you can do cool things with it and you might have done something that was special that made you accumulate it um but at the end of the day it's god's (laughs) honor god with it and you'll be good to go. You'll be able to continue to live that life. Great. So yeah, I think I think that's our time for the day. We're gonna have to come back to this because y'all don't want me to get to, fir- to four, chapter four. I'm really, I think four. No, we stories. don't. <laughs> so, but yeah, moral of the story, there's a right way and there's a not so right way. <laughs>
1: Not, not, not so right. I like how you said that. It's like this is wrong. It's like yeah, it's just less right.
0: You'll we'll get it eventually,
1: just a little, a little bit more delayed.
0: Right, 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 right. And then you know the the all the books together helps you to get the big, get more of the picture. But you also realize that you won't see the fullest the, the picture in its fullest that's all right. Because it also just says, God's got you. And if you believe that, you're good to go. Cool. So Karen, any last words? People.
1: Any last words? I think we shared a lot today. Um, You guys, or whoever's listening, learned a lot about how Martel and I approach the Bible, which I'm really excited about because it's it's really cool to see how I change and evolve and how I interpret the text. Um, But some last words slash words of wisdom that I have um, are, you ready? You ready? I'm ready. You cannot appropriate Christ's blood if you've never made contact with it. One more
0: time.
1: You cannot appropriate Christ's blood if you never made contact with it. And I say that in the sense of, Jesus' sacrifice for us was so that through him, we would be saved, forgiven, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, if you have not dedicated time and commitment to forming a relationship with Christ, you won't get the wisdom. <laughs> everything we're saying today, everything we've been saying today and all the, these new learnings, and these, the, this, the life that this text is bringing to us, this is a living and breathing text. Um, and these interpretations have only come because we made a commitment um, to Christ and developing a relation relationship with him so that we may know ourselves better and um, live a life that is pleasing unto him and bringing his kingdom on earth. However, that is because we have made contact with Christ's blood through his sacrifice and we're committed to learning. So words of wisdom for the day, that's all I have.
0: So there it is, flat out. Y'all didn't know we was about to hit you with a Bible study on this Tuesday. Surprise! (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Thank you all for joining us today, and I hope you all have a fantastically amazing day. Um, By the way, if you didn't know, my name is Martell.
1: And my name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K.
0: And see you next week. Peace!